everybody to another episode of keep it a buck podcast an mma episode uh episode 20 and it's just me your host aries uh no trying today i'm having some technical difficulties uh kind of wi-fi issues right now where i'm at and where i live trying to do remote um interviews and you know having try and call in and and join in on the episode so it's going to be me for a little while, um, hopefully not too long, because we all love Trans Insight and what he brings to the podcast. So I'm going to try to do this as a, for try to get everything figured out so we can get Trident back on and um, yeah, keep producing some, uh, some good content for you guys. But um, yeah, we just came off a very exciting fight night, UFC Vegas 47. Uh, Jack Hermanson versus Sean Strickland. And, you know, um, just a classic uh, Sean Strickland victory this past Saturday at the Apex in Vegas. Um, you know, um, we all knew that going into this, or if you didn't know, well, here you go. If um, Hermanson stand up de- defense is not very good, um, he has trouble. Uh, defending punches and all that and his, his guard is not very strong so um, jabs and straight punches get through very easily and now that I say that it sucks that for Hermanson fighting someone with a very like very fundamentally sound fighter in a stand up and someone like Sean Strickland who didn't do anything really surprising I mean Sean Strickland doesn't really do anything outside the box um but he's very fundamentally sound in pumping out that left jab and did a, a lot of damage in this fight to uh Hermanson on the feet with that jab alone um Strickland took it took a little bit to get going in this fight um seems like he was trying to find his rhythm or um you know take some damage and get get uh, like acclimated to the the environment and um, I don't know. He seemed a little bit um, lackluster or a little bit too patient for my liking in the first two rounds. Um, you can probably give one of those rounds to um, Hermanson, which is probably the only round I would give Hermanson for this fight in either one of those rounds. Definitely not two rounds. Um, but, yeah, uh, Strickland, once Strickland got going in the third, fourth, and fifth, um, yeah, Hermanson just had no answers. Um, Hermanson, his best shot to win this to win this fight was to take it to the ground, use his jujitsu, and hopefully get a submission. But um, not an easy task to do that against someone like Sean Strickland and someone who has some really strong takedown defense. Um, I think Hermanson attempted about eight eight takedowns and was successful in none of those. So. Um, yeah, Strickland with a very high percentage in a takedown defense, so and it still continues. So, uh, yeah, but that, I think that was the the 
kind of like the main storyline in this fight was her uh, Strickland's jab and the damage it did and just the steady pressure of of Strickland on Hermanson. Uh, Hermanson was doing some great things with the calf kicks all fight, but nothing to really to really um, damage the the lead leg of Sean Strickland. So, um, Hermanson was the was the fighter to kind of mix up the the striking and the shots, go legs to body. Had very trouble finding uh, Sean Strickland's chin when he's throwing punches, but um, yeah. Uh, it was a split decision win for Sean Strickland on Saturday. I don't agree with the split decision. I thought he had won pretty convincingly. Um, I can't believe one judge gave the fight to Jack Hermanson, which is very, very wild. Um, I had it 49, 46, but someone gave it to Hermanson 48, 47. You know, judges nowadays, right? I mean, we, we all know what that is. But, um, yeah, that was the main event for Vegas or UFC Vegas 47 at the Apex. Uh, to move on to the co-main event for the card, we had Punahele Soriano versus uh, Nick Maximov. Uh, Nick Maximov coming out of the the Diaz Academy. And uh, Nate was in the in the audience for this fight, uh, cheering on his, his training partner and um yeah this this co-main event was a classic striker versus grappler uh of course the grappler going leaning to the maximoff side um but punahele for the most part when the fight was standing up was landing some good shots i think he might have stunned or hurt uh maximoff maximoff a little bit in, in the fight but uh maximoff was just relentless and really pursuing this these takedowns and he was very, very patient. I mean, when he would lock the lock the hands, he was not letting go and was really willing to go through his progressions and getting these takedowns and being successful with those. Um, Soriano was really good with his flexibility in his hips, um, trying to defend a lot of these. But having just such a relentless wrestler and Maximov, you know, this, the fatigue comes in, the body gets tired, the mind gets tired. And uh, it's really hard to keep that up for 15 minutes. So uh, Soriano was tired second round, just tired defending these these takedowns. But you know, hats off to him though. He he, as long as he did, I mean, it, it, he was doing a good job uh, takedown defense. So uh, Maximov gets the split decision win over Punahele Soriano, and uh, yeah, hope to see more of Maximov. And um, you know, I'm sure he'll get a no- notable name. In his next fight. Uh, next fight after that, or before that, we had the hype train. The person I was watching this card for, we had uh, Shafkat Rachmanov entering this fight in 14-0. And my goodness. Um, this man is amazing. I mean, there's something about these... Uh, Where's he from? Yeah, I'll get it later. But um, yeah, Rachmanov just, I mean, it's in the record, right? 14-0. He's just a dangerous guy. Um, a really top prospect in the, in the UFC, but really flying under the radar 
as far as I know. I mean, I don't hear a lot of people really talking about him. A lot of hardcore fans know what's up, but um, this fight, for as long as it lasted, um, it was good. Rachmanov was really patient in, you know, um, striking and standing in there with Harris. Um, Harris really coming out throwing some wild shots, you know, kind of looked like he was hoping to land something on Rachmanov, but uh, you know, the discipline and, and pressure or not pressure, the discipline and, and, and distance and getting out of the way of Harris's shots. Rachmanov showed that pretty nice. And then Rachmanov showed some strength in his grappling, but Harris with the, some good takedown defense. But the wheel, the spinning wheel kick to put Harris on his butt and the precision of these punches coming down from the from the guard um, from Rachmanov to get the TKO win in the first round. Um, Rachmanov is going to get a big name, is going to move up in this welterweight division um, very, very fast. 15-0. Uh, I hope he fights like two more times in the year, but I'm, 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 I think he, he's not going to because people are going to, you know, decline that 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 fight and I don't think people want to really fight Rachmanov <laughs> so he, you know he's he's up there you know even in even in my books for uh top prospects in the UFC right now but um when he threw that uh wheel kick though I feel like it landed at like 60 percent but the the motion of his leg coming making full circle kind of the momentum of it put Harris on, on his butt with the 60% landed and then the precision of the ground and pound just landed two shots to the chin and Harris was slept so yeah a great win a big win for Rachmanov on the main card and uh, look out for this man he is terrifying in the 170 division um, let's go the fight before that, it was uh, Sam Alvey versus Brandon Allen. Uh, Brandon Allen stepping in on like four days notice, short notice fight for Brandon Allen. But the this fight was at light heavyweight. Uh, Brandon Allen usually fights at uh, middleweight. So a weight class higher. But um, yeah, Alvey is coming into that fight 0-6-1. and one. Um very terrible record, but um, this is what Alvey is known for. Sam Alvey is always known for taking short, short notice fights. And, you know, even when someone pulls out, he's always willing for the UFC to find someone else for him and never backing down from a fight. And, you know, just the OG in this and Sam Alvey and I always respect to, to the OG. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I knew this was a, a very confidence builder fight for Brandon Allen coming off his last loss, his last fight he lost. Um, in his last fight, he got a little bit overconfident in my, in my, in my opinion, uh, for Chris Curtis. I think he thought Chris Curtis was going to be easy fight, but, um, Chris Curtis knocked his ass out (laughs) and, uh, got that job done. And, um, I think Brandon Allen came in, he was very focused Sam Alvey did land some clean punches on um, 
Allen in the first round. Kind of making uh, Allen reset a little bit, um, be a little bit smarter with his with his entries. But, um, yeah, Alvy looked good until he got rocked at the end of the first round. And uh looks like he was in big trouble. Sam Alvy was saved by the bell. And going into that second round, I think he was still a little bit um, – days a little bit from the from the first round and Brendan Allen puts on just puts Alvy with a two piece a hook to the to the body a right hook to the body and then comes up to the chin with a nice left hook and puts Alvy down takes his back with no hooks in and gets the rear naked choke in the second round I mean, when Brandon Allen is on, he is fantastic. He is fun to watch. And I hope he just continues to be more focused and not get overconfident, get cocky in the, in the octagon. And I think he we can see some big things from Brandon Allen. So a uh, big win for Allen. Okay, the fight before this, bef- the fight before that, we had the what was supposed to be the original the Ultimate Fighter season twenty nine finale fight, Treshawn Gore versus Brian Battle. Um, just to recap, so Treshawn Gore and Brian Battle were supposed to fight at the finale of UFC or f- f- the Ultimate Fighter twenty season twenty nine finale. Treshawn Gore pulls out due to injury. Brian Battle is set to fight uh, Gilbert Urbina in the finale. Uh, Brian Battle gets it done versus Urbina. And, yeah, this is uh, Brian Battle's next fight is Treshawn Gore. So I love how this kind of set it up for this to happen. And, uh, yeah. So in this fight, Treshawn Gore has the power to change the momentum of a fight, put the lights out in any fighter in this middleweight division. But that just wasn't the case um, for the first round in this fight. Treshawn Gore was very, very patient. And didn't really throw. I think he was kind of going through his reads and uh, kind of seeing how Brian Battle was going to fight this fight. And Brian Battle came out in the first round very active with the kicks leg kicks, calf kicks. Um, he would stab the, the midsection with the front kick to the body. Um, those were really great. Uh, I think those were really kind of not frustrating, but um, really managing distance and making Gore reset in his stance and his game plan or in his entries if when he wanted to enter and throw. So, those uh, front kicks to the body were doing great things for Brian Battle. Um, I think Brian Battle got off maybe two clean shots, maybe. I think it could be more. I could be wrong. But uh, Treasure, uh, Brian Battle had a great first round. Um, he kind of gave up the middle of the octagon. Brian Battle was fighting uh, with his back against the cage the whole fight, almost. So... Yeah, I mean, Gore was just too patient for my liking. He does come out in the second round a bit more aggressive, and he finally touched Brian Battle with his power, and Battle felt it, um, had Battle hurt, 
a few times in this fight. But, yeah, just Treshawn Gordon just didn't do enough to convince me or the judges that he deserved to win this fight. Brian Battle gets it done. Um, unanimous decision, 29-28, unanimous decision for Brian Battle. Um, I, I I would just like to see Gore be more willing to throw and just throw something, just even a jab, even a feint, even anything, just put it out there, tease it a little bit. But I would like to see him use that power that he has more effectively. So hopefully we see more of Treshawn Gore. I think Gore can be something great in this middleweight division. So, yeah, that is that. The fight before this, uh, the fight before that, the fight to open up the main card for UFC 47. Oh, my goodness. We had Julian Rosa E. Rosa versus Steven Peterson. This second round is in early contention for a round of the year, in my opinion. You can even put this for fight of the year if you want. Um, a, an ent- entertaining fight to kick off the main card. But that second round is amazing. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, Erosa looked to do a lot of damage, use his, use his reach, um, that huge reach advantage. He used it pretty great in the first round. Peterson looked to have some trouble to really find his distance and really close distance on Erosa in the first. He looked a little bit scattered, and Erosa won that first round. But, man, the, the coaching to Peterson – Coming into the second the second round, Peterson was aggressive. He was landing his shots. He was willing to trade, and he even hurt Erosa in the second. But even Erosa hurt Peterson in the second too. So a really good, a really great back and forth round. Um, hard to call the winner, but uh, I believe. Oh, I don't know. Hold on. I just want to see how. The judges scored it. Oh, unanim- uh, split decision for Erosa gets the win. And, uh, yeah, a great fight. I suggest everyone who has a ESPN Plus account to go back to this fight and watch it. Uh, very entertaining. Uh, that's it for the main card for UFC 47 or UFC Vegas 47. Um, I, let me just point out some uh, some winners in the prelims of this card. Um, cause we did have some impressive winners. I mean, yeah, some great performances. Uh, shout out to John Castaneda for getting the submission in the third versus Miles Johns. Castaneda come in in that underdog. So, I mean, I had Castaneda winning this fight, uh, all my picks. So, um, another great win in the featherweight division for Hakeem Duwadu. Dawadu. I would say, sorry, Hakeem Duwadu, and um, getting a great unanimous unanimous decision win over Michael Trezano. Uh, that was a great fight too. Um, Trezano, in that fight, Trezano was landing this over this right hand over this overhand right, and Hakeem was having trouble timing it, and you know. Trezano was catching him with that. I thought he he was going to put uh, Hakeem out. But, um, yeah, Hakeem always tough. Uh, great bounce back win for Hakeem. So, you know, that featherweight division is just always growing, getting more impressive. So, 
Yeah. Uh, Alexis Davis. Um, that's a uh, Philip Rowe gets a nice TKO win over Jason Witt. And yeah, that wraps it up for UFC Fight Night 47 in Vegas. And let's move on to this Saturday, UFC 271. We have the rematch of Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker for the middleweight title. Um, a great card um, compared to the first pay-per-view of the year of the Francis Ngannou and Surreal Gone card. That was a very, very top-heavy card, and I mean, I mean that in this way of the main event and the co-main event were the only really interesting things happening for that card. <laughs> so we get to this, the next pay-per-view UFC 271 going down Saturday, February 12th. And what a card. I mean, we have prospects. We have just great matchups with great imp- implications. So, We'll just work our way at the. We'll start at the top and just work our way down the card. Um, I won't go down every for every fight, but I'll just go with the main card. I'll break down the main card, and we'll just um, pick some uh, prelims to to pick apart and dissect. So, okay, we'll start with the main event: the champion Israel Adesanya defending his belt versus Robert Whitaker. Uh, so the first fight took place in October 2018, I believe. And um, yeah, that was a very uncharacteristic fight for Robert Whitaker that night. Um, I know there was some animosity. I mean, a little bit probably from one side of Whitaker, but Whitaker really going into that fight very emotional and um in that fight he was not himself he was throwing very wild shots lunging in with his chin up in the air for an easy counter striker for like Izzy to really find um yeah I mean it was just a an easy I think it was an easy fight for Izzy um Izzy got into Whitaker's head before the fight and it showed in in this side of the octagon uh, Izzy won TKO or knockout TKO in the second round of that fight and took the bell from Robert. So now coming into Saturday, though, coming into this this event and this fight, this rematch, this is going to be a totally different fight. And I everyone better expect it. I know everyone is going to think that Izzy is going to do it again and make it look easy again, but. I mean, I do have Izzy winning, but I think it's going to be a very, you know, chess match of a striking game for for this fight. And I think um, a game plan for Robert Whitaker, to, the approach he needs to take is mixing things up and trying to make uh, this fight, you know, tough in the clinch. Um, try to take it to the ground. Um, I know people are looking at Adesanya's loss to Jan Blachowicz when he moved up a weight class. I know people are looking at looking at that fight and how Jan beat Izzy in that fight. 
as a blueprint to beat Izzy, but listen, Jan is so much heavier than these middleweights, even on fight night. Like, he is just so much heavier and more dense. Uh, Israel Adesanya's legs were just fatigued trying to move that big body off of him. So, I mean, I think Izzy's going to have a little bit more success trying to get up off the ground if he is taken down in this fight. Um, and I think he's been practicing his more and more on his on the ground game side of an aspect of things. So, um, I think Whitaker should take that approach, though. I mean, just to mix things up and uh, keep Adesanya guessing, keep him off balance. So, I think Whitaker just needs to mix up the the leg, the calf kicks, some punches, and try to f- force a takedown or make him fight fight in the clinch make it a dirty boxing type match. But if you want to stay on the outside of Israel Adesanya and not take your chances on getting him down to the ground, you will be knocked out maybe even sooner than the first time. So that's how I see Whitaker winning this fight. Um, I think this fight goes to decision. And I got Israel Adesanya winning, keeping the belt at middleweight. And yeah, that's that. Uh, the co-main event now. Ooh, we got the big boys all up on stage. We got a heavyweight bout. Number three ranked Derek Lewis takes on ranked eleven Taito Ivasa in the co-main event for UFC two seventy one. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I thought this was a very interesting pick or interesting fight to make. Um, Taito Ivasa on a on a win streak right now of TKOs. And um, I thought this is a very, very big push very early uh, for, for Taito Ivasa. But I know in this heavyweight division, anything can happen. Uh, the ranked freaking 50 guy can knock out the ranked three guy or anything like that. Cause the power is so just ridiculous from anyone in the heavyweight division. So, um, Okay. Dirk Lewis coming in, fighting in his hometown again in, in, in the H-Town in Houston. Uh, the last time he fought in Houston was against Cyril Gunn, and he kind of crumbled under pressure and had a bad performance that night. So maybe he learned his lesson from that fight and um, is accepting the the home pressure more and easily and it's not really getting to him mentally but um I don't know Tai Tuivasa is Tai Tuivasa going to this fight the faster striker um he is learning a lot he is improving a lot in his striking um he showed that in the and his win versus uh, Augusta Sakai. Um, mm, it, it, this is tough because anything can happen, right? Especially in the, in the heavyweight division. So um, I want to lean towards Derek Lewis just for the the veteranship. And um, Derek Lewis can hit you with at any angle. Just it doesn't matter how short that punch is or how long or how big it's coming from or how long it's coming from or 
at any angle, at any distance, that this knuckle just connects with your chin, it's over with, you know? And that I think that's something special about the power that Derek Lewis has. And we saw it against the – when he beat um, Curtis Blades. Like, Blades was shooting in. And he, Derek Lewis just threw like at a like it looked a little it looked like it was a short uppercut, and it like stiffened um, Curtis Blades like it just knocked out like that. So that's what I'm talking about. Just special power in any angle, anywhere, wh- wherever it's coming from. So, um, but Tuivasa is the underdog coming in at uh, plus one fifty five. So if you're betting, this is not a bad bet to place a little bit of money on if you want to sprinkle some money on to Ivasa. Um, but I am going to lean toward Derek Lewis getting the win in his hometown. So yeah. Um, let me just get a drink real quick before we get to the next fight. Okay. So Next fight, we have a middleweight bout. A very, very important fight for in the middleweight division, especially with the middleweight title on the line for in the main event. So the winner of this fight can easily get the winner of the championship fight So, or the fighter. Um, so the winner of this could easily fight whoever wins the belt on Saturday. Uh, we have ranked number three, Jared Cannonier taking on number four, Derek Brunson. Um, what a career resurgence for uh, Derek Brunson. Uh, really reinventing himself, um, really leaning on his wrestling, being smart about him striking. And um, I think he's he's finally figured out he has more tools to um, – to win and not take so much damage. And, um, he's really u- utilizing his, his tools. So Derek, Lew- I mean, Derek Brunson, um, has been looking great in his last, what, four fights, four fight win streak. Um, I think his last loss was against Israel Adesanya. And, you know, Lew- I mean, Brunson has been using his wrestling very, very smart, um, looking great. He still has the power and he still has a stand-up. He can get wild. He can, get, he can trade, but um, yeah, using that wrestling very, very nice. Um, but he is fighting what many people think is the dark horse of the of the middleweight division and probably the powerful puncher in the middleweight division, Jared Cannonier. Um, so Cannonier doesn't have really good takedown defense. I mean, it's okay. It's average, but the way to win this fight for Derek Brunson is to mix up the strikes and shoot for the takedowns, tire Cannonier out, hopefully, and, um, hopefully, by having him fatigued in, in this fight as the fight goes on and it will make for the easier takedowns and um, the grappling will be a lot easier for Derek Brunson to uh, ground a pound and hopefully get the submission because I have Derek Brunson winning this fight. Um, I have 
slept on the underrated and the underdog of this always because Derek Brunson always is always is, is an underdog. So, um, yeah. So that's happening. Um, Derek Brunson coming in at plus one forty five. That's not that's not a bad uh bet to put down either or sprinkle some money over Derek Brunson for this fight. But um, yeah, that's that. The fight before this, going into the the men's bantamweight division, we have the exciting Kyler Phillips versus a uh, Marcelio Rojo. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Kyler Phillips. Um, he is coming off a loss versus a uh, Halian Paiva. Um, Kyler Phillips looked great in that first round of that fight, but he just put everything into that first round was not being conservative and not being smart with his energy. And he was, he was fatigued and he was dying out around round three trying to survive. Um, I like Rojo Rojo's tough, but Kyler, Kyler Phillips, this is a fight, an easy fight to win for Kyler Phillips. Um, if he can just be smart and just not exert so much energy, into getting the finish so early because Rojo is very good. He's very durable. He's known to stick around and uh, finish fights late. So if if Kyle Phillips can just be smart and with the shots and, uh, you know, uh, conserve his energy, be smart with his energy, and I think Phillips can get this win. I think this is a confidence booster win, a fight for him if he can get the win, but... Yeah, I got Kyler Phillips there. He's a minus 400 favorite. So, um, yeah, hopefully to see Phillips back in the rankings because he did lose his ranking, uh, losing his last fight. So, yeah. Uh, opening up the main card for UFC 271, we have Bobby Green versus Nazrat Hackbrest. Uh, this is going to be a great boxing match. Um both different boxers or different strikers in hands. Uh, Bobby Green with the, um, fights with his hands down. He'll fight with his uh, his hands at his waist, doing the shoulder roll, doing the shoulder roll, defending shots. Uh, he does a great job at avoiding some punches, but um, I am a big fan of the boxing and the stand-up of Haprast. Um Hapras coming off the Dan Hooker loss um, in in September, um, but he was battling that that family had a little bit of family issues and um, his mom passing away a week before that fight. So um, I'm looking forward to a a fresher fighter in Hapras, and I think I might put my money on the dog and Hapras getting it done versus Bobby Green. It's not going to be easy putting Bobby Green away, but I think Hapras will do enough to win off points and, yeah, get it done. So, um, yeah, and we're just going to wrap up with um, some fight news. Um, UFC, the, the Ultimate Fighter Season 30, 
was announced and is going to premiere on May 3rd. And the coaches for that season will be Amanda Nunes versus uh, Juliana Pena. Um, so the rematch is going to happen after the season is done. And I'm so excited for this season because of, of course, there is a story behind the fighters, even just get away from the fight. But before the fight, there was some, uh, you know, Juliana Pena was saying Amanda was ducking her for many years. And, uh, and then the fight happened and now it just builds up a more, you know, drama, more drama for the, for the season. So, uh, coming off that, uh, the ultimate fighter season 29 though, um, I thought the, I think the fighters and the fights really saved that season for me. Um, I'm so used to, you know, the UFC booking, um, coaches that have some drama or history or some bad blood, but I mean, Ortega and Volkanovsky are not really like big trash talkers and, um, not really about that in front of the camera. So there wasn't that drama in that, you know, that I love like a rampage or in a sugar shot, uh, Rashad Evans, um, or like, a, the Chell Sonnen and, um, uh, Vanderlei Silva. So I'm excited for the season. I think it's going to be uh drama packed with some, uh, some great fights. So that's, that's some news. And I want to touch on something else before I wrap up the episode. Um, some great news. Uh, John Jones tweets, and I quote, the greatest heavyweight of all time versus the greatest lightweight of all time. Or the greatest heavyweight of all time versus the greatest light heavyweight of all time. Who wants to see it? Uh, John Jones talking about Stipe Miocic. Um, because it looks like Francis Nagano is going to be sitting out uh, for a while until he, he until he, the UFC can negotiate a new contract for him and get him more money and get him paid, which he deserves. And I think this is a smart way for Nagano to go about it. Um, I think Nagano is a big can be a bigger star than he is right now. He has an amazing story. He's a champ. So um, yeah, Dana, get get this man in the bag. Let's pay your champions and treat them right and keep them happy so they can perform and we can see them in the octagon more. But um, back to this fight though, I love this fight. Even when John Jones moved up to heavyweight, uh, John Jones versus Stipe was the fight that I've always wanted. And I hope that we get, I hope Stipe, I know Stipe would be willing to take the fight. I think Stipe would make a great, um, some great money off the fight. So, I know Stipe's getting old, man. So I, I hope that the fight can happen soon or happen this year. Stipe could uh, either retire with the bag or, you know, whatever he wants. But, you know, time is not slowing down. So let's let's make that fight happen. Hopefully that happens. Um, oh, a fight announcement, though. Um, the new light heavyweight champion, Glover Teixeira, is defending his belt versus Yuri Prohashka, uh, UFC 274 on May 17th. Uh, Yuri is a very, very terrifying individual. Um, he's like a Viking, and he is terrifying. And with some scary power, 
So I am kind of nervous for uh, Glover Teixeira defending his belt for the first time. Um, I know I said when he was fighting uh, Jan Blachowicz that Jan was going to sleep Glover and, you know, Glover had no chance, but, and the old man proved me wrong. But Yuri just has this different power and he just has this different, like, relentlessness. And, ah, man, I, w- I want the I want the guy to win. I want, you know, I want Glover to have his first defense be successful, but I I don't know, you know. So I might have uh, Yuri winning this fight and becoming the new champion in the light heavyweight division. Um, but yeah, that's it for this episode. Uh, a recap for UFC Vegas forty seven and the preview for UFC 271 happening this Saturday going down. Um, anyone listening listening to this on Spotify, there is a button when you go to the podcast, you can send like a voice message, a voice message and all that. So if you guys want to interact like that, send me your thoughts on the, on the pay-per-view and yeah, let's, let's uh, interact. Uh, we would love to. I would love to interact more with the with the people listening to this podcast, the fight fans. Um, if you guys don't want to do that, you guys can always DM me or, you know, hit me up about some some fight cards on my Instagram, at Keep It a Buck Podcast on Instagram. So follow me. Let's interact. Let's talk fights. I'm always down to hear opinions and let's just you know share some uh share some uh, fight opinions so thank you guys for always tuning in to the MMA episodes uh, me and Trent appreciate it and we are hoping to grow a lot more and I'm just hoping to get some damn Wi-Fi and so we can get Trent back on <laughs> so thank you guys for listening and keep it a book Different. Making the kills to pay the bills. You see the spots we living in. Tried your best to recreate me, but we're not equivalent. Everybody hit Fugazi, y'all are not ass sizzling. Rushing like conditioning, yeah. Hopping that thing in our skirt, bad.